The following marketing information and discussion is provided for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as professional guidance or consultancy. You should find an agency for that. Comexis is a digital marketing agency, so feel free to hire us. But otherwise, just enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Buyer's Journey by Comexis, a discussion-based podcast on the ever-changing marketing landscape. I'm Matthew McGordy, the social media content producer here at Comexis. I am Lynn Ward, the managing partner of Comexis. And I'm Josh Lyons, the digital marketing coordinator here at Comexis. It's that time again, folks. We are talking about the quarter two earnings reports. Many of the, the tools and platforms that we use as marketers have just recently had their earnings calls. Not all of them. We're going to be working on a couple of them in, a, in a, about a week or so. Um, but a vast majority of them, the big ones, Facebook, Google, Amazon, Twitter, Snapchat, etc. I've had the earnings calls. So we're going to be diving into them in this series the next about six to seven episodes, depending on how many we decide to cover. Um, And today we are focusing on Facebook's second quarter 2019 earnings call. Um, So we're going to start first off, a lot of this information is coming from Salvador Rodriguez on CNBC. CNBC has great write-ups for all of these. I'll be linking them in the blog description for each podcast. We're going to start with earnings. It was $1.99 per share versus $1.88 per share. A lot of this is coming forecast-wise from Refinitiv. Revenue was $16.9 billion versus $16.5 billion. Uh, one point, daily active users was 1.59 billion versus 1.59 billion. Monthly active users was 2.41 billion versus 2.14, sorry, 2.41 billion. Uh, that's a forecast by FactSet. And average revenue per user jumped from jumped to seven dollars and five cents from six dollars and eighty seven cents. Revenue rose for Facebook 28% compared to the year prior. And in addition, the company also lowered its capital expenditures forecast for 2019 to between $16 billion and $18 billion, which is down from the previous estimate of $17 billion to $19 billion. Uh, Facebook said that it counts more than 2.7 billion monthly users across its family of apps, which is up slightly compared to the previous quarter. Uh, The user base in Europe has mostly remained flat at about 286 million daily active users, while in the US and Canada, it rose about a million uh, to 187 from 186 million a quarter prior. And the company said that an average revenue per user increased 18% to $7.05 from $5.97 a year ago. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg also mentioned that um, as the newsfeed advertising has begun to uh, slow a tad and stories have become much more popular on the platform um, that they've been sort of focusing on a, a bit of a transition in making sure that there are more ways to monetize stories. For example, Facebook has more than 500 million daily users for the stories feature across Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, and a messenger. There's a quote from Chief Operating Officer Sheryl Sandberg that said on the call with analysts, quote, We think the shift to stories is a big opportunity for us and advertisers over time. I'll say one more thing, which is that stories don't monetize right now at the same rate as new feeds, but obviously they're expecting them to monetize much better in the future. Folks, what do we think about this? Uh, So the line here, the business continues to grow at a rapid clip. That's going to continue. It's not going to stop. Um, Facebook, there's no question, is 
you know, is, is, is not, it's, and I know we've said this on a, on a call or a, not a call, a, um, a podcast before, this is no longer should I invest in Facebook or not invest. I mean, should I invest in advertising on Facebook? This is mandatory. We recommend every client, their budget is at the minimum anywhere between 30 and 40% dollars uh, going in Facebook slash Instagram. I look at it as the same basic property. I think Facebook's facing a little bit of an issue though regarding advertising that we're beginning to see here. And the issue is twofold. Number one, the news feed is beginning to get a little saturated. It's getting saturated with crap. It's not like really, really good ads coming through. It's not, I think there's a big opportunity for localized ads. You're not seeing like localized landscapers, localized attorneys and things like that that I think really should be in there. It's more like get rich schemes. And if you probably noticed that like gamble, like it's kind of getting a little more, I don't know, it's just not higher quality ads. So I think Facebook's gonna kind of maybe eventually start siphoning that out. Um, for one thing, I think number two is that, you know, they face the same problem that Google faces, which is lack of inventory space. That's why they are moving over to more of the stories feed. Um, but I read a couple articles where people are starting to get desensitized by the amount of ads that are on Facebook and that they're beginning to tune them out a little bit, which is a little concerning if you are having a lot of ad dollars on Facebook right now. It doesn't mean that I would stop. doesn't mean that I would not buy the stock, although I'm not allowed to tell you whether to buy the stock or not on here. Um, it's, it's more you want to keep your ad dollars there because I still, we still know for a 100% fact that it does drive conversions. It is the bar none, the absolute best way to bring the awareness message to your brand, bar none over Google, over TV, over radio, over anything. It's the king. Um, but I do for the first time in a couple of years have a little bit of a concern about the ad inventory and the types of ads that are being shown. Um, now for our business, I, I like other ad agencies. I'll like everything under the sun you know, competitors, I'll like, you know, even competitors are a client. So I want to just see well, my feed. It's a junkyard when you see it. It's like, it's, you know, it's like, it's just, I don't even go on it anymore for personal reasons. I just look at it for everything else. Um, but I have noticed that the level of some of the advertisers on there to me is a little, you know, eh, kind of you raise your eyes to it, which, which shows me two things. They're going to eventually crack down on some of these ads coming through, like Google has ad algorithm updates that's coming. Number two, it's still showing me that Facebook is a very, very cost-effective way to get your message out there. It's still very, very affordable. And that's why you're seeing smaller companies like this getting on there. Um, so overall, every single thing about this report shows that your ad dollar should be pushed to the table on this. It should be at 40% on Facebook and Instagram. Um, but just because you're putting your ad dollars on there doesn't mean you're doing it right. Oh, we're going to run a Facebook campaign. You need to have the right strategy in place. I'm not going to start getting in the strategy because what we get paid for. Um, but let's just say at right off the top of my head, I can think of at least 10 to 15 different strategies that you should be running on Facebook and combination variations of all those 15, which could expand out to a, a million different things. Um, but again, I, I think it's Interesting to see what it is, uh, and it's come down to what our next podcast is going to be. It's Facebook and Google and everybody else, uh, and that's exactly where your ad dollars should be. So before we before I, I pass the baton over to Josh really fast, I just want to mention um, you you mentioned about low quality ads and things like that. There was a really interesting eMarketer report um, that came out. I think it was sometime this week. It might have been the end of last week. Um, that was about basically how people perceive ads or do they personalized ads in particular. Um, and it was some people were, were finding that they just weren't as relevant to them, et cetera, et cetera. So we can talk about that on another podcast but, next week. You know, you make a good point, though, because, you know, I, I came in and I'm like, OK, well, maybe they'll do like an ad algorithm update. You know what that's showing you the most, though, when you're seeing 
I guess you could, I don't want to call it lower quality companies, but just companies that are like, mm, you know, you look at the ad, like it's not really relevant to me or I don't care about it. It's showing you the lack of dollars that Ford's putting in Facebook, the lack of dollars General Electric's putting in there, like Netflix, like all of HBO, like they're just not putting the ad dollars in there. And there's, there's two trains of thought on that. Number one, they just don't trust it yet, which is mind boggling to think about that. And number two, a lot of these major companies are still tied into long-term traditional contracts via TV, via radio, via print, and they don't have the money to be allocated over there. So I'll say it again. If you are a company, you know, let's just say you're a company and you're doing $250,000 a year up to $5 million a year, and you are not on Facebook, you are making a major, major mistake because when you're having this conversation 18 months, when all the, the big cap money starts coming in, um, you're gonna find yourself almost bit out of Facebook. Because one of the biggest problems in our industry that we're all facing right now is the internalization of ad agencies where these larger companies, and even smaller companies we're seeing, are bringing their ad people internally. The people you're bringing in internally are younger people who know the power of what's going on on Facebook and Instagram, and they're gonna now recommend the budgets get pushed there. So I still think you have a great time to gain an advantage right now, really advertise on Facebook, and it's not overly expensive to get your awareness message out there, but I think you're beginning to see a bottleneck. And by the way, once the big guns get involved here, wait, do you see what happens at a stock price? And the last thing on these earnings reports that I know that people may wanna look into, the earnings is great, that's good, they're showing a profit, which you know, if you come from the day the dot-com era, historically, nobody ever made money, so that's great. Revenue's continuously growing, which that is showing that people are not only are they still investing in Facebook, but they're continuously investing in Facebook over and over again. Daily active users is a very good number. At one and a half billion people, that's, that's a massive audience you're reaching out to. Uh, monthly active users is nothing I'm overly concerned about. And I noticed they got away from new users. So that's the metric that they've finally given up on. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've talked about that a lot on the yeah. podcast where there's only so many people you can get. It's done. Yeah. You know. you know, let's target another planet, but... We're um, one step ahead of them. <laughs> yeah. Average revenue per user. So that's, you know, showing you now that the ad dollars are growing in there. So prime opportunity to get in there, especially if you're a larger brand, because people, your awareness is so built out that it's a good way to see it. But that's when you are looking at numbers from an advertising perspective. You want to really dig into those numbers and understand what it's showing. And looking at the earnings um, and looking at the average revenue per user are the two major things you need to look at when considering investing regarding advertising. So I saw on Netflix, there was something that just came out about two weeks ago, three weeks ago. It was called The Great Hack. And it was it's a documentary about yes. um, Cambridge Analytica and all of like the dark the dark side of all of what was going on during the election. So even though I wanted to bring it up now because it just came out, but it might be something more to discuss later in the year or maybe a little next year because of the the new election coming up soon. But it was but it made me wonder what these numbers would be like down the road because of how you know I guess how negatively affected or how crazy. Facebook was and how the in politics that people were advertising and I wonder how that changes as we enter the next big election after all of that mess so it, I mean you should I, and you two I haven't see it, seen but, it but, but you would you would hope you would hope that we've reached a point like when everything took place down in Virginia you know with the racial tension everything that happened down there and and you know these extreme extreme crazy right wing left wing you're all, you're all everyone's nuts but you would hope that we've reached a point in a country when you are looking at these, well, I think Facebook's gonna screen a lot of this out. Right. 
it's all bullshit. It's made up. Like, don't, you would hope that that is, but you are right. Facebook single-handedly controlled an election. Yeah. And it's, and it's, and we had a foreign powers maneuvering it to create mm -hmm. problems in this country that there weren't any problems. Yeah, and the one it's thing, and the one thing that stood out, which I think is common knowledge just from when people mentioned it was that during that election, I think it was Trump used like $60 million in, in advertising yeah. for Facebook and Clinton used, I believe it was like 60,000. Oh, like, Trump was, did like, you hear it to your ad agency it, what the name was? No. They ran all the ads? No. Sterling Cooper. Really? You know who that is? For Mad Men. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so that was one big thing. So imagine now what happens if the other side starts using just as much and they, they sort of compete oh, against each other, which is going to happen. Yeah. But then also what was interesting was how they were creating fake groups to, to start fake rallies at places to get the other political party to like get negatively affected by ads. It was very interesting, it was weird. And I think it was something that you would like, especially that we could talk about on another podcast. It. Yeah, but it's, it was really interesting and it was stuff that like, because it happened in 2016 and I was still in school and now that I've got to spend over a year now in an ad agency and understanding how things work, I got to see like the other side of it all instead of just being you know, the kid that was watching an election and uses social media, I now got to see the, the business side of it and how things run and how, how all the communication happened. It was, it was really cool. So I, I do recommend it. I think you should both watch it and I think we should all talk about it yeah. sometime down the road. We'll check it out. No, it'd be good. I'm gonna put one more thing just because it's a larger thing. <laughs> Go for it. I know. A lot of concerns about Facebook and, and privacy and secure, security, obviously, is a big thing. But privacy is, is a big thing. And I think it probably keeps some advertisers on the sidelines. And I think that's insanity. Did any, And we mentioned this when that whole Cambridge thing came out. And I remember we were talking here as an agency. And, and one of the things I said right away, and other people were saying it too, there's a cost for the Internet. For you to be able to turn on your phone and find out a, a live Phillies game, to go see what your friends are doing when they're checking in somewhere. There's a cost, it's not free. And is some of your data compromised? Absolutely it is. You know, and some of that data is used from, for, adver for advertising and for other metrics of things. And for people to think that you're, oh well, you know, all my stuff is gonna be secure and private. The minute you turn your phone on, the GPS is on, you're now being tracked. Whether they have that data or not is, is, your, is not for this you know, podcast or really what I know. But I, I think that there's such, they keep hammering home because I know there was a $5 billion they had to pay out. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna mention, um, for those of you who don't know, Facebook basically just, I believe it's still going through the courts, but it's estimated they're gonna have to pay a $5 billion FTC fine for the privacy concerns that occurred with Cambridge Analytica. Um, it still has to go through a court. I was going to mention that basically there's some people that don't think $5 billion was enough, specifically in regard to um, the way that the agreement will basically make it so that the 26, there's like 26,000 people that got mentioned or something that were like primarily affected by what happened. Um, it kind of like wipes them away. I'm not going to get into it because I are, I already wrote the blog post for this episode, and you can check out the link in the blog description for more info on that. But yeah, they basically they pay they theoretically at the time of recording will have to pay five billion dollars to the FTC, which is nothing because their earnings are going to come in at just, oh, yeah. just under eighty billion for the year. So it you know so really I mean if you want to make take a stand, you you, you hack off ten percent of earnings. But yeah. even that, investors are going to look at that and be like five billion dollars. We don't care. The biggest thing in the world is getting ready to come up. And what's that? What you just mentioned? Slack. 
No, the biggest thing in the oh, world. Oh, the election. All the election. Oh. Wait do you see what the earnings report's going to be for oh, Facebook. Right. That. Yeah, well, that, be insanity. Yeah, well, that, that's why I thought it was interesting because when we mentioned Facebook, I said, oh my God, they, this just came out. And it happened to come out right at the perfect time, which is as we're entering the new election. Mm-hmm. So it's it's crazy stuff. No, it's, 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 but I think that that's, it's funny how the large brands are on Facebook, but not as much as they should be. And I still think that there is a hesitancy because of security concern or privacy concerns. And I think you have to know the minute you turn on a computer, turn your phone on. Now, I'm not saying that people should know all of your information. I think that's wrong. You can protect some stuff to a point, but the minute you put out, you know, your name, what town you're in, your school, your job, and your GPS on Facebook, that's kind of the information people are using to advertise. They're acting like the information they're grabbing and we're harvesting is like we know everything about you. Mm-hmm. When we build up an audience profile, and again, we're not some of these larger agencies who have everything you could possibly think of, um, but I think it is the cost of doing business. I think it's the cost of getting stuff online, uh, and I just think that's what it is. But if that's what holding people back from advertising on Facebook, I think that's foolish. Yeah. Well, thank everybody for tuning in to today's episode of The Buyer's Journey. Check us out on Comexus.com, YouTube, and anywhere you get your podcasts. And follow us on Twitter at Buyer's underscore Journey. Thanks for listening.